Hi folks, this is Bud Hughes, and it's time to raise the door on another edition of Bud's Garage. Hang on, you're now part of the fastest hour in radio, presented by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and more. Locally owned family businesses with over 120 years of combined experience. CarQuest nationally branded auto parts and warranties, and Oakwood Tire's wide selection of the best tire brands available. Local professionals to help you find the parts or tires you need, help you get them installed, and back on the road with a smile. Find out more at completeautoparts.net or oakwoodtire.com. On today's show, Memorial Day tributes, Indy 500 facts, engine tuning mistakes, and Chevy news and rumors. All that and a whole bunch more informative automotive buffoonery right now at Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk, WDUN. We've already done the intro and the promo and all that. Cool. So. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. You ready? Welcome in, folks. This is Bud Hughes, resident car nut, and Bill Wilson, <laughs> producer extraordinaire, and Bill Main, host of Mornings on Main Street, our morning show uh, host that's on during the week. Mm-hmm. Guys, welcome into Bud's Garage. Thanks. You got a double bill today. Yeah. Double bill, yeah. yeah. And this bill, <laughs> bill will squared. everybody okay. that yes. there's an Xfinity car race coming on on the FM side in about 25 minutes. So okay. if you want to hear the rest of our show, either podcast us or listen on the AM side. Yeah. Okay. And you can stream us on the AM side. Yes. 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 Pick, pick your stream. Yes. Yeah. And as long as we're at it, if you miss any of it, you can go to streams. Don't yeah. cross the streams. Crossing <laughs> <laughs> streams bad. You yeah. can go to Access WDUN, the the app, and put it on your phone and listen anything anytime on WDUN. Yep. Or you can go to your favorite podcast site, oh. whether it be iHeartRadio and not and yeah. iTunes or anything yeah. like yeah. that. Spotify. And podcast. Those, yeah. Listen at your convenience. Okay. As well as Bud's Garage Overdrive yeah. the podcast. Yeah. Difference between Armed Forces Day and Memorial Day. Last week, Bill, we were talking about Bill's, Bill's, Bill, Bill, Bill Wilson. Uh, last week, we were talking about uh, Armed Forces Day, and you want to just refresh our memory on Armed Forces Day. Well, we'll just tell you exactly what the U.S. Department of Defense tells us. Oh, President okay. Truman led the effort to establish a single holiday for citizens to come together and thank our military members for their patriotic service and support of our country. Secretary of Defense Louis Johnson in 1949 announcing the creation of an Armed Forces Day to replace the separate Army, Navy, Marine Corps, and Air Force days. The single day celebration stemming from the unification of the Armed Forces under the Department of Defense. Do we still have the Space Force? We do still have the Space Force. Okay. Just checking. We haven't told President Biden yet. About but we what? Still ha- but we, we don't want him to shut it down, but we still have it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Memorial Day. Let's switch to the other bill. Memorial Day, uh, of course, a special day that we celebrate every year. It's a very special day because yeah. this is where we remember those who paid the ultimate sacrifice, who laid down their lives, uh, gave their lives for the defense of this country and didn't come back from war. Uh, unlike Veterans Day, which is where we honor our living veterans. So that's the difference right there. And it's a, it's, it's a solemn occasion, but it's also... Uh, I also think it's a, a great uh, day to celebrate as well. It is, yeah. Because we realize the cost of freedom, and it's nice to know that there are still people out there who are willing to pay that cost for us to do this fun stuff that we get to do. And it was originally started after the... Uh, the WW1. Uh, no, right? Decoration Day. No, Decoration, Decoration Day. day. Yeah, right. Civil War. It was started after the Civil War in the 1800s, yeah. yeah. And then, Lyndon, I, I got mixed things on here about uh, Nick's notes, uh, Lyndon Johnson, I guess, was the one back in the late 60s that we switched it over to, uh, you know, a holiday on May 30th. And uh, like you say, it yeah. commemorates the, uh, the folks and a, and a celebration of life also. Mm-hmm. It's uh, last, last Monday of May. 
every year. And so we have a parade in Gainesville going on. Tell us about that while I'm I thinking of it. I am so glad. American uh, Legion Post Number 7, the Polly Bolding Post, they're back at it again. This is a fantastic parade, great participation each and every year, and it's going to be taking place Monday, Memorial Day, and it steps off at 10 o'clock. Should last about, they, they guess between two to two and a half hours, depending on how many people get signed up. But they will start shutting the roads down early in the morning, uh, along about close to 8 o'clock. So if you've got business on Green Street, you need to use the alternative uh, routes, and they will direct you to those. Uh, and they'll start uh, assembling for the parade about 8 or 8.15. Okay. Uh, and then it steps off at 10. Get there early. Get a spot because it's a very popular deal. And we're going to be in it. Good deal. What, what, what are we having in it? What are we having in it? We're going to put in our uh, Access WDUN Newsmobile. Okay. We'll be in it. Also, we've got a banner that we're carrying that basically says remembering, uh, remembering those who paid the ultimate price mm-hmm. and thanking their families. Okay. Uh, and along with that, we've got three or four, fo- five folks walking from, from the, the, the department and uh, understand that we're going to be honoring some great uh, folks. Uh, my father, uh, Bill Maine, the original Bill Maine, uh, who was in the Navy in World War II. Also, John W. Jacobs, Jr., uh, founder of our company, who was uh, in the Army in World War II, mm-hmm. fought in the Battle of the Bulge. Yep. Uh, and also from your side. Yeah, my father, and uh, who uh, was a CB in the... Uh, Served in World War II, and Jan's father, Robert Hadley, will have uh, the car stickered up with that, and we'll have the HHR in the parade okay. with Bud's garage in, and we'll, we'll have fun. Yeah, look for us. Because those we'll be, of you who we'll get tired of walking, you can jump in the HHR. <laughs> there <laughs> exactly. you go. Exactly. We'll leave a seat for you. Okay, I just came back from a trip on the road, as Bill knows, because I was con- well, Bill's know because yeah. I was contacting both of you. Uh, <laughs> I delivered a one-owner 2002 Corvette to my. Uh, cousin who is crazy about yellow corvettes this car happened to be yellow and it is you know yeah screaming yellow zonker yellow i, I love that color on a vet but it was a, a six-speed and that's what he really wanted i built him a 86 automatic a while ago which was also yellow he gave that to his son and so the, wow, the, how the, do i get adopted the right? fun, yeah the funny <laughs> thing about this was it was it was a six-speed and he says oh i can't wait to get it because last time i had a straight shift i had an mg so oh, it's a whole lot different. So I unloaded it from the trailer after I got it up there, and I said, "Do you want to go for a ride?" And he says, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." And he, I said, "It's going to be a little different than the MG." A lot different. <laughs> and anyway, brought a this big. This one will actually run. Big, big smile to yeah, you got something there. A uh, big smile to his face. Uh, but let me tell you, everybody thinks that Bud. You know, I, I get approached by a lot of people. I got this with my car. I got that with my car. How do I fix it? So. I had a friend's truck I was borrowing to take up, all right, an F-250, mm-hmm. uh, quad cab, uh, dually. Really nice truck. And a nice trailer, yeah, yeah with a 7.3, um, what do they call it, power stroke. Power stroke. And the thing is a locomotive, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. So I get it back to my house, and I got the trailer and the truck hooked up, and I hadn't loaded the car yet, and I see a puddle of diesel fuel under the truck, so... <laughs> Which well, let me just let me jump in real he fast. He had just had the whole top of the truck done, the turbos oh, and really? everything. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. let me let me just tell real fast. You know that you know why that upsets Bud? Not because he has a problem with the truck, but because it was on his driveway. Well, right. Okay, if you've ever been to his garage, it's immaculate. Uh, well, you could eat lunch off that floor. I know you can. I know you can. I, I often have. <laughs> <laughs> I often have to live out in the garage yeah. because of things I yeah. I get myself into. But anyway, the, the funny part about the story is. So I, I, you know, I call him up. I say, "Man, this thing's leaking diesel fuel everywhere." And I get underneath and I look, and it's also leaking power steering everywhere. All right, because they had moved some of that stuff to get it to turbo. Not good, yeah. So he says, "Well, bring it back." And I said, "He said I'll take it back to the shop that did the work." And I said, "Fine." Meanwhile, I'm thinking I got to find another truck. So my neighbor across the street uh, hauls horses to rodeos and stuff like that. So he's got a Dodge, mm-hmm. which is a flatbed dually 
with a gooseneck in it yeah. and a 6.7 Cummins diesel. It'll still haul it. So I get everything all hooked up uh, with the other truck, the alternative truck. And, yeah, I knew it would haul it. So I, uh, I'm out in the, in the driveway, and Jan says to me, uh, where was the puddle that, from the other truck, from Mike's truck? And I said, uh, right there. It's just, that's not from his truck. That was from the, the guys that came yesterday to cut down some trees. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. Uh, and your friend was glad to hear that. When yes, I called him up. I said, there's no diesel problem. You need to fix your power steering, because that's not something you can fix alongside the road. Yeah, no. Because it was an 1,800-mile trip. But anyway, so... <laughs> Well, here's the thing. I was disappointed that you didn't call me. I would have been glad to drive that up there. I could have run blocker for the pickup. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Back. That, yeah, that would have been great, too. I could be b- b- band one, and you could be b- band two. B- band two. Well, I'll think of that next time I'm hauling one up, Jansen. <laughs> We're not hauling another one up there. Okay. So, speaking of cars, Bud got a new car. Traded in the vet. What'd you get? A Mach 1. You went back to a Mustang? I went back to a Mustang. You were vet, Mustang, vet, vet and then yeah, Mustang. It's all yeah. about the dog. It's all about the dog. You just... I'll explain that later. <laughs> I still got more of the story of the details no, on the go, road, go, go. but I wanted to talk about this guy that's got a Dodge Hellcat a jailbreak, which is a, a model of it, and he got he got to messing around, tuning the car up, and got somebody went into the computer and uh, monkeyed up the engine, and uh, it cost him. The dealer wants thirty six grand oh, no. to fix what's wrong. It's got a dead cylinder. Oh, no. I just wanted to point out that back in the day, I used to have to spend all weekend, you know, destroying an engine. Now you can do it with a keystroke. <laughs> and that's what happened to this thing. Somebody got in, and Stellantis, who is the parent company of, of Dodge, uh, has a way of knowing whether you've been in the computer and you can't back it out. You know, yeah. a, lot of these tuners can, yeah. a lot of these tuners can go in and, and take that out. Can't do it on a, on a Mopar. So, uh, so this guy didn't Word have enough. The wise you know, you know, there, yeah. yeah, absolutely. No. You know, he's got. He did take the. He did do a delete on the resonator, which is not. Uh, does not void the warranty because of other things. Yeah. But yeah. So before you start, before you get into your computer. <laughs> the wonders of modern technology. Yeah. Well, yeah, but the computers in a modern car. Oh yeah. You know, far outweigh what we had on the space shuttle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So it's crazy stuff. Anyhow, stay out of your computer. He's looking at me like, Bill's looking at me like, stay out of my computer. Where the heck is it? Well, you got eight or nine of them. I'll point them out sometime. We'll be right back here, Bud's Garage, on North Georgia's News Talk, WDUN. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and More. This segment's brought to you by the great folks at Hardy Chevrolet, where they invite you to find new roads in a Chevrolet. And Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and More is locally owned, nationally backed, and happy to serve you, I might want to mention. And they certainly are, as is Hardy Chevrolet. So yeah. let's talk about Hardy for just a moment. Bill, do you uh, want to guess which car is pacing the Indy 500? Oh, let me see. Um, one with four wheels, a transmission, and a driver, and an overworked pit crew. No pit crew. No pit crew? No pit crew. Okay. No, this just paces the field. It doesn't oh, the race. pace car. But okay. the pace car could actually reach some of the speeds that the IndyCar races, cause, uh, or reaches, because it's a 187-mile-an-hour Z06 Corvette. Uh-huh. Convertible. The first one, you know, to see in the wild. Wow. And Sarah Fisher, who has been in the Indy 500 seven times, will be driving it. Female driver. She's a great driver. Uh, has had some great successes in the Indy 500. Uh, a little underfunded uh, team-wise, and uh, you know I don't know all the backstory of it, but she's the real deal. 
and the, so is the Z06. The uh, the iconic American sports car has been in 20 different Indy 500s as a, a pace car. So this one is red mist, mist metallic, two-tone black and gray interior, and alloy wheels finished in bronze, and they have a spider-like design on them. I wonder if this pays homage to Elio Castroneves, who climbs the fence every time he wins <laughs> in the, the Indy 500, and he's won it several times. Uh, the pace car is the equivalent of a safety car in Formula One, so its main task is to guide the grid to the green flag and regroup the pack if there's a yellow flag, which often happens. But this year, the typical winner of the Indy 500 in this day and age gets two to $300,000 prize, plus other stuff that comes along with endorsements and things like that. But they will also receive this car oh, to wow. put in their own garage. So we're looking at $150,000, $160,000 06. And the good news about that, if you want to get one, Bill, and I, I got your attention now, you can go down to Hard Chevrolet and order one, just like it without all the flashing lights and stuff on it. And how much will that run me with late fees? Uh, a bunch. <laughs> with late fees. Yeah, never forget the late fees. Oh, we don't oh, Speaking of late fees, Tim is not here today because he's under the weather. Yeah. I should have mentioned that in the first segment. But uh, let's move on to some Chevrolet stuff. Before all of our West Virginia listeners tuned out. Yes. We don't want that to happen. No. Silverado's are abounding at Hardy Chevrolet. They have got all sorts of variations of Silverados right now. Uh, they are very happy to have inventory. And they got a really nice uh, SUV, redesigned SUV called the Trax. They have the Trax, the Equinox, and the Blazer. But the Trax kind of came out as a, uh, a blasé car, I guess, when it first came out. But it served the purpose. Mm -hmm. Now they really zing this thing up. And they've got one in the showroom, and I think you'll be very surprised, not only the looks of the car, the features of the car, but the price of the car. So I invite you to go by and see that Trax. He for looks the like you have a question. What's for the uninitiated, what's yeah. the difference between a Trax and a Silverado? Is it size? Is it, is uh, it? Yeah, well, Silverado is a big SUV. Okay. That's what Mr. Jacobs drives. Okay. Jay, he drives a Silverado. It's a good-sized vehicle. I don't know if his has got three-row seats or not, but that's big. And... Mm -hmm. uh, the Trax is their small SUV, um, and like I say, they just updated, updated it greatly. So you have the Trax, the, the Equinox, and the Blazer. Those are all SUVs. I see. Yeah, Silverado's a different, different baby altogether. Yeah. But they have those, too. No, the Silverado is a pickup truck. Let sure. me get back to what you just asked me. Well, I guess what I'm asking you then, what the, what the difference is between the, the Trax and the other cars that they make in that size in that size yeah. size and, and features okay. that's all and i was talking to my cormier he you know he we we've got a little stuff here on the silverado e uh he says all of these vehicles at some point in time will probably come one way or another either internal combustion or electric wow so that's that's way in the future right now the silverado the 2024 silverado e is out there and I've got some, some pretty cool stuff about this. This is a, has no body panels with the current Silverado. It doesn't share any body panels, so it's a complete redesign. It's not a traditional body-on-frame truck. It features a bed incorporated into the body. Now, they used to make a, a, a truck called the Avalanche, 
which was a different-looking pickup truck, four-door, and it had a lot of plastic body cladding on it, black body cladding, and this stuff would, after a while, just got crummy-looking. The new truck, the Silverado E, you know, it's all it's all painted. It's all metal. It's all it's just a complete redesign on it but it's got some cool features it's got four-wheel steering it's got a smooth underbody uh because you don't have exhaust or drivetrain with an electric motor with the ultium platform it's the first to use air suspension and you ask why air suspension go ahead ask why air suspension bud? well so if you're towing you can increase the towing capacity up to a certain amount and when you're going down the road you can lower the vehicle down. Why would I want to lower the vehicle down going down the road? Uh, for those those low pit drive windows. No, not windows. for the bridges. <laughs> no, no aerodynamics. Oh, yeah. You know, lowers it down uh, with a smooth floor underneath it. You know, you're not disturbing the air because it's you know it's a bigger size vehicle. Okay. Uh, it has a frunk. We all know what a frunk is now. In it's front of the back. Fr- yeah, in the front. Yeah. Yeah, it's a trunk in the back. They call it an e-trunk. Uh, the first edition is a keyless start, which means you just need an app on your phone. You can jump in and out of the truck. The first edition gets a fixed glass roof, which would drive Tim crazy. Because at some point in time, he's going to have to fix that, maybe. <laughs> the center console has a 7.0 gallon capacity, so you can put a lunchbox in there. Ooh. And it's a great work system. Uh, it has a RTS. It gets the uh, multi-flex gate. So if you're hauling around a, uh, what do they call those things? Not a canoe, the uh, uh, the paddle things. You paddle in the lake. Kayak. Kayak, thank you. If you got one of those in the in the bed, you can flip up the, the tailgate, the little short tailgate, and keep it in there. And they got a pass-through going into the passenger compartment, which is a door that opens. So if you got a long item up to 10 feet long, you can stick it in, uh, in there and, and haul it. Be it lumber or kayaks or whatever. And it's got boxes. storage everywhere. What's that? Moving boxes. Oh, yeah, moving boxes. <laughs> and it's got power. 664 horsepower, 70, 780 pounds feet of torque. Mm. So they don't have them yet, but they'll have them one of these days. So check it out online because it is a cool-looking truck. Meanwhile, just in time for summer, we are talking about, you know, getting your car checked over for summertime. Jerry Roberts and the crew of technicians can work on any kind of car and uh, get you headed down the road. Great used car inventory and servicing trucks. Donnie Whitmore and the guys in that shop, you know, can take care of your medium-duty trucks. And mentioning trucks, they have a great supply right now of new service trucks. So if you're a plumber, landscaper, whatever, you can get a great truck. And uh, talk to David Hornsby about a service truck. He will set you up with one and, uh, you know. Bruce's nephew, I think, isn't he? No, 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 no. no. He told me he's some relative. I don't know. He can play a keyboard, though. Oh, man, didn't he? Yeah, full body shop, too. Yeah. Um, Check them out at Hardy. Check out all of this at Hardy Chevrolet, 2115 Brownsbridge Road, where they invite you to find new roads in the Chevrolet. And don't forget what Charles Hardy always said about Hardy Chevrolet. Remember, friends, for goodness sakes, if you're going to do it, let's do it with the Hardy Boys. We love you, and we need you. When they're servicing your car, it's a good time before it gets super hot to have your Freon levels checked. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I talk about warm weather checks. Yeah. If you want that air conditioning working, not just not just the other components. That's what I'm thinking about. You're inside. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the service department can take care of your Freon and have you chilling. Mm-hmm. 
We'll be right back here, Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk, WDUA. Into Bud's Garage, presented by Oakwood Tire and More and Complete Auto Parts. From first responders and daily drivers, parts, tires, and repairs for what our town drives. Oh boy, you know what drives me crazy? We have another co host today. We had two Bills earlier. I know, we had two Bills, now we got two Wilsons. Two Wilsons. Bo Wilson. Yes. Our sports director. What kind of Bills were they? 50s, 100s, what? Well, we just called it Bill Squared. Oh, okay. Mains and Wilsons. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, I'm glad I could save you today, bud. I I appreciate that. I'm here for you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, you're a sports guy, so I figured you want to know about the Indy 500. Of course. I love racing. All right. Which kind of racing? NASCAR, baby. That's all right. NASCAR. That's all right. Even though it's a spec car race now? Yeah, yeah. Well, I know. So is the IndyCar, basically. It's 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 wrapped in decals. So, Bud, for knuckle-draggers like me, what exactly is <laughs> an IndyCar? All right, an IndyCar is 1,570 pounds of carbon fiber tub, uh, chassis. It's made in Speedway, Indiana by Delara, which is an Italian company. Uh, the Panos G-Force IndyCar used to be made here in Brazelton won several Indy 500s, and they are no longer in business. So Delara is the chassis of choice for everybody. And they use Honda or Chevrolet engines, V6 engines. And uh, these things are awesome. They're an open-wheel car, obviously. And let me explain for the two of you. uh, Picture an airplane, if you will. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got a fuselage, carbon fiber, and it's got bulkheads in it, which are usually made of aluminum or magnesium, okay? The driver sits in that, that fuselage. And then the engine and the transaxle are actually a stressed member of the car. So the suspension bits and everything are fastened to that. And then it's got a nose cone up front to protect the driver's feet. The side pods are for the radiators. And the driver is basically sitting on the fuel bladder. <laughs> and <laughs> your legs are out in front of you. And your legs are out in front of you. And you're That's going why the nose cone is out there. 235 miles 35. Some of the greatest wrecks ever. Oh, yeah. So you could race these babies in the winter without putting a heater in it. Yeah, it's an oversized go-kart, right? Basically. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Would be extremely fun to drive, though. uh, Have to be. Well, well, you'd have to get used to the... Well, of course. ...how things come up on you. The G-Force? The G-Force, yeah. yeah, Obviously, the G-Force. And, man, the speeds. I can't imagine those speeds. I mean, I've gone 70 miles an hour in a go-kart, and that's that's wicked fast. fast. And my, my grandson goes 95 miles an hour in a shifter cart. I have to say. This is about the same thing. I have to say the road course race in Nashville. What was that, a couple of years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to that. Now, I, you know, I'm more of an NASCAR guy than I'm an Indy guy. Right. But saw the, saw the race on television and was like, dude, this is cool. It, it was way cool. Yeah, just a race through Nashville. They're doing it. Um, they're, they're doing that again somewhere, right? They're doing one in Chicago. Well, NASCAR is in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Okay. Which well, that'll be interesting, yeah. but uh, yeah. we won't even go there. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, since you've been to the mm-hmm. Indianapolis mm-hmm. Speedway before, mm-hmm. Bo, tell us tell us a little bit about what you thought. You went on the on the Speedway tour, and you mentioned NASCAR. We'll get to mm-hmm. that in just a minute. You know, we went to the national championship a couple of years ago right. uh, in Indy, so we decided to take the tour 
of the track, which was very interesting. The one thing, though, me being a NASCAR guy over an Indy guy, we go into the, uh, the museum. So they have these cars. You can get in the cars. I got in a car. I'm a big person. It was not fun to get out of the car. Much <laughs> easier to fall into the car. But the one thing that interests me about the museum is not one mention of NASCAR in that museum. Now, I know this is the Indy, and Indy is all Indy, obviously. Sure. Uh, but the then Indy we, City. Yeah. But then we go out and we get in the van. We ride yeah. around the track. Right. Of course, it takes you to the bricks, and right. you get to do the whole, you know, kiss the bricks deal, uh, which was very cool to be right there. The front stretch where the stands are on both sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, that's always interested me how that was. Uh, I know the track's so big, so it's probably difficult to see, you know, the back stretch from the front stretch and stuff like that in an actual race. But uh, I thought it was very interesting for the history of the track and listening to the guy that was doing all the, the talking on the right, bus. Yeah. The, the biggest thing that interested me, though, is the bricks are still underneath the asphalt. Yes, and they extend down into the infield. Yeah. They don't just go across the track. I mean, they had to build it out of bricks back in the day. And, and to race on bricks. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> had to be bumpy. My, yeah. Right? Yeah. You think, my grandfather, qualified, my grandfather and his buddies built a couple cars for the Indy 500. Now, this was back when the cars looked like tractors. Yeah. You know, back in the day. And they built it in a local gas station in Ohio, and they took three or four cars to the track. And one of the drivers, one of his buddies got killed qualifying a car. My grandmother would not let him drive a car in the Indy 500 after that mm-hmm. happened. Uh, but we went up in the museum at the track and, and found a little mention of, of that from, you know, back in the early whatever, 20s, 30s. It was a long time ago, but that always cool. Those old cars. The old cars. Wow. Yeah. And, and just seeing those in the museum, uh, the small, skinny tires... Yeah, that they raced on. I mean, how fast did those cars go back The first then? one that won the race was Ray Haroon, and he, uh, I think it was 71 miles an hour in one of those things. That's still fast when you look at the car. Oh, yeah. That they were. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, dude. And, and there were two people <laughs> in the out. car. I'm out. I'm out. There were two people in the car. It had to be top-heavy, too, right? Well, yeah, yeah, and they had a mechanic in the car. The mechanic rode with the driver back what? in the days. Yeah. Where'd he sit? He'd in, s- in the motor they had two seats. compartment? No, they had two seats. Huh. Yeah. And he'd watch for oil coming out of the pipes and stuff like that and, you know, would would take care of that situation. Probably no helmets. Uh, well, <laughs> they had helmets. They were leather helmet things. and Great know. protection, bud. Yeah, well. <laughs> I had no idea how big the infield at IMS is, but you could actually hold Churchill Downs, Yankee Stadium, Rose Bowl Stadium, Vatican City, the Taj Mahal, the White House, Liberty Island, and the Roman Coliseum. And don't forget a golf course. All in, all, all in the one. same facility. Yeah. That could be a yeah. state. Dude, it's, 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 it's unique to ride. You know, I would love to do the racing experience there. Now, I did that at, at Atlanta years ago. Right, yeah. Uh, so much fun. Yep. Didn't get to drive, but I rode. I, w- I was a passenger. I would love to do that around Indeed. They still do it. They have two-seater cars. That would be the, so cool. The Andretti Because we were experience. on the bus, you know, and we took yeah. the whole trip around around the track and just, again, listening to the history of the track. Uh, because I, I'm kind of a history guy, so just, just knowing, you know, all of the history at Indianapolis was, was, was cool to me. But uh, just seeing a track, I, I guess it's kind of like going to um, 
you know, it's going to Daytona for NASCAR. Is right, yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah. You know, but, but Indy, obviously, a lot older, but just, just unique in the way that that place is. And you can just feel the – when you're standing at the start finish. Oh, gosh, You yeah. can just feel the, the history of the track there. And no race, uh, no race commemorates our veterans better oh, yeah. than the Indy 500. Yeah. 350,000 people that got special stands mm-hmm. for the veterans. Oh, yeah. You don't see a tenth of it on television. Right. You know, because it's just, the you get chills when you're at the track. Now, first race I ever went to at Indy was an F1 race right after 9-11. That was kind of eerie because mm-hmm. we had jet bombers and stuff flying over the, the track the whole time. So uh, the, uh, excuse me there. Sorry about my phone. So Save uh, me. We had jet bombers <laughs> flying over and, and jet yeah. aircraft. So, so that was kind of freaky. But then I went there with my... My son and my grandson, who now races, and then I went there with my two sons and both my grandsons. So I've been there three times. I've so got it, to it say, is amazing. Yeah, I've got to say, when you talk about racing and you know honoring the veterans, now I we we've been going. We we didn't go last year, but we've been going to the Coke Six Hundred for several years. And you talk about, I've never witnessed the Indy celebration, right? But the Coke 600 veteran celebration, it, it's, it's, it's a spectacle. Uh, you know, they do all that. They bring oh, the yeah. helicopters yeah. in. They, you yeah. know, they have all the, the military there. They do this big pre-race deal. Uh, the jets fly over. I mean, it's, it, it, it's, a, it's a very f- cool thing to see happen. Yeah, it just gives you chill. Yeah, it does. Now, let's bounce back to NASCAR for just okay. a minute. That's where the Kiss and the Bricks thing started with Dale Jarrett back in 1996. You, you, before we went on air here, you said that to me, and I was like, I thought it was Jeff Gordon. No. Nope. But Dale, Dale Jarrett. Jarrett. Yeah. Well, thanks for sitting in. Hey. Wilsons. Thanks for inviting I'm here me. with the Wilson family. And I'm glad I could save you. You guys got to be related. I'm here, I'm here for you, bud. I'm, <laughs> I'm, here. I'm here for you, bud. Uh, thank you. We'll be right back here, Bud's Garage, on North Georgia's News Talk, WDUN. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Oakwood Tire and More and Complete Auto Parts. Nationally backed CarQuest branded parts and the best national tire brands to keep you rolling down the highway. Rolling, rolling, rolling. All right, if you want to make your vehicle show-worthy, you going to be in any parades or car shows with your vehicle over Memorial Day weekend? I uh, was not planning on it, no. Why not? <laughs> you got that sunroof. You can stand up and wave to people. That's true. It's a moonroof, though. I can only come out at night. No, no, don't, don't moon anybody through the roof. <laughs> I'm just saying. But if you need products to make your uh, car look super-duper for a parade or car show this weekend, Meguiar's Mother's Black Magic Duragloss Turtle Wax towels, mitts, and all, all you could ever need to get your car cleaned up and looking great is available at Complete Auto Parts. Three locations throughout Georgia. One in, near you. One, one near me. Do you know where the rest of them are? There's one in Cornelia. I know that. There is. And there's one in Gainesville. Knew that, yeah. And the newest one looks spectacular. They just put a new front on the store. That's in Clarksville. Have you been inside there? I have not been inside. I've been outside via Facebook. Okay. But it looks like, man, it looks fabulous. So check them out at completeautoparts.net. All right, you got some more IndyCar facts for us, Bill? I messed up one fact. This is interesting. Roy Haroon won the 1911 Indy 500. His average mile per hour speed, 74.6 miles per hour. I said 71. Okay. 74. Yeah. In 2021, on his way to a fourth Indy win, 
Helio Castroneves set the record for fastest average winning speed a wee bit quicker. <laughs> a wee. <laughs> 190.7 miles per hour. Wow. What was the biggest, uh, the biggest winning at, um, advantage that any uh, driver ever had? I've got to find out who the driver was, but I found it earlier on in 1913, just two years after Ray the, Haroon. Ray yeah. Haroon, a guy won the Indy by 13 minutes and change. Wow. Can I you, think the closest finish has been 43 thousandths of a second. Can you imagine being the play-by-play guy <laughs> for that race? And we have a winner. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, yeah. time for a Coke. You got a nice ice cold Coke uh, while we wait for second place? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's run a Daffy Duck cartoon. Yeah, you could. 13 minutes. Well, you know, you're speaking of tires in the intro there. If you're, uh, if you're needing a set of tires now through June 2nd, $70 Visa card with a purchase of four Michelin tires at Oakwood Tire and more in Oakwood. Uh, you know, and no rotate them for free. No check over everything else that needs to be checked over when they got the tires and wheels off of your car. And you can check out all the things that they do at Oakwood Tire and more. All right. All right. You got any other? Oh, you're going to tell us about the uh, tell us about the trophy because that's what everybody's racing for, really. Yeah, you think about the Stanley Cup being the biggest trophy for a professional sports team, but the Borg Warner Trophy blows that away, including the base. The Borg Warner is 64 and three quarters inches, or five feet four and three quarters inches tall, and weighs about 110 pounds. Probably a big reason why you don't actually see exhausted winning drivers lifted over their heads too often. Also, without the base, it's still 52 inches. When the trophy was first commissioned in 1935, it cost 10 grand. Think about that in 1935 money. Wow. What would it be in today's money? More than three and a half million dollars. Not something you want to pass between boats like Tom Brady did no. with the Super Bowl trophy. <laughs> and no word of what that is with the late fees. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> but it's great. There's some interesting things about the, the driver's faces that are on the trophy. 105 of them. Four drivers are four times champions. A.J. Foyt, Al Unser, Rick Mears, and the aforementioned Mr. Castroneves. And therefore, they are the only ones whose faces appear more than three times. All right. And didn't Tom, was it Tom Sneva that had his, his face on the trophy with his glasses on? His eyeglasses, yes, by his request. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. What would make, I guess it would make your face stick out. Well, maybe his driver's idea. license had that little indication on it. He wanted to make sure he didn't get in trouble with the DMV. Oh, I don't Must think you wear worry corrective about corrective lenses. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Did Interesting see, stuff, though. Did you ever see at the Carol Burnett show the time that they did the Tim Conway was the world's oldest pit car worker and Harvey Corman was a racer trying to finish the race? I missed that. <laughs> I can only imagine. YouTube it. You will find YouTube it. It's, it's wonderful. All right. We got a big car show going on to George Racing Hall of Fame on Memorial Day. Okay. And that starts in the morning. And I'm going to tell you what time in the morning, if I can find it. Well, it's 8 to 3. 8 to 3. And they got some great awards going on. Registration is $30. And while you're there, you can go through the Georgia Racing Hall of Fame Museum. Uh, great displays and stuff they'll have on there. Uh, best in show, Bill Elliott's pick. Bill will be wandering around between the cars looking at things. And uh, Registration. Gates open at 8. Uh, judging starts at 9. Uh, registration closes at noon. And they have presentation of colors and all the appropriate things about Memorial Day right. going on around 1130. They so. still, like, toss Tootsie Rolls during the parade? No, you cars. can't do that anymore. 
Was that was was it killing pigeons or what was going on with that? No, they were and they were concerned about uh, kids running out in front of a car or something oh, like that, okay. which makes sense. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I think if you're walking, you ought to be able to give kids stuff. So what I've done the past few years when I've been in the parade is I've gone and bought a whole bunch of small American flags, and I'll just stick them out the window and let let mom or dad or whatever run out and grab the flags for me to give to their kids. You got to give them the little Bud's Garage uh, tire pressure gauges for their their schwins for their schwins <laughs> well i figured the the flag is appropriate because they can wave it at all the other cars that's and true. stuff is yeah. going by because yeah. that's what it's all about artificial intelligence we've talked about it on the show before and we frown on all types of intelligence for yeah the show. that's that's or otherwise. but there is a machine out there that uses artificial intelligence called a robo tire can change four tires twice as fast as the human mm. so this this is not like a a hunter tire machine that you would envision that a guy puts a tire on or a gal and you know maneuvers the wheel and stuff around and puts a tire on and takes it off puts it back on the car this machine takes the wheels off the car it's robotic arms and it's all magic however it all works takes the lug nuts off uh i don't know how it puts them back on um, but it's interesting and it'll take the wheels off hand them to a human who puts them on the machine, does does that part of it, and then it, and they all go back on the car, all robotically. Mm. So there's, uh, there's some big chains that are using this, and uh, you'd have to be a big chain to afford this uh, piece of machinery. And, uh, you know, I, I can't imagine what it costs, but it says it'll, it'll pay you back in a year's time. Does that count, take into account, though, the technician that has to repair the robotire machine when that goes down? They have a supreme, I guess I would call it, uh, a superior, not supreme, superior tech department that uh, they have very little issues with the machine. Well, sure, so far. So far. (laughs) I mean, they put an ice machine in our break room that breaks down every every, every six weeks. I'm just telling you what I'm reading here. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just telling you what, you know. Everybody's all over this AI, but I'm saying, who's going to be smart enough to fix this stuff? We're already making stuff that's smarter than we are. Who fixes it? Well, you know what? Those are the future jobs. (laughs) Fixing the stuff. (laughs) Fixing the stuff that's smarter than we are. Well... (laughs) <laughs> I don't know how smart we are, but we are politically correct, according to Bill's next little tidbit here. Yes. Go ahead. Tell us about the Wienermobile. Yeah. Say goodbye to Oscar Mayer's Wienermobile and hello to the Frank Mobile, the new name for the brand's beloved hot dog shaped vehicle. Why don't they run that at the Indy, by the way? That'd be cool. Watching that Wienermobile go, go through. I don't know. Kraft Heinz saying that they are paying homage to a new recipe for Oscar Mayer's 100% Beef Franks, which debuted nationwide this month. The fleet of six vehicles rolled out with new decals, the Frank Whistles, formerly Wiener Whistles, with a renamed class of hot doggers driving them known as Frankfurters. The rebrand is part of the Keep It Oscar campaign that began in 2021 as a turnaround strategy to grow and reinvigorate Oscar Mayer. So what if somebody comes up to Frank and asks him, where's the beef? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. All right, uh, let's uh, go on to something a little more uh, liquid here. Shaken, not stirred. Stirred. You remember that phrase, don't oh, you? Oh, yeah, James Bond. Yeah, James Bond. Aston Martin DB Series car will not, now talk to you with an English accent. That's awesome. I have an English accent on Waze when I drive. Oh, do you? Yes, I do. It's Judy Carnes, no doubt. 
I wish it were. <laughs> oh. oh, if you don't have a, uh, if you uh, are, you, if you're restoring your classic uh, muscle car, and it's not a, you know, Aston Martin, obviously. Well, well, you want to go to year one. You do. Year one is the only place you need to go. They are celebrating graduates right now that are getting out of high school, college. Uh, they've got a uh, a promo code. It's called uh, Class of Twenty Three, and you just write that in, and you get a discount for graduates and they got and they got whatever you need for your classic muscle car uh interior exterior and everything in between uh engines uh all sorts of parts i use them all the time for the the silly projects i get myself into and uh, they always come through for us and they sponsor both of our podcasts yes they do um they sponsor both the podcasts every week and you can pick them up at your favorite podcast sites and our podcast exclusive is called Bud Scratch Overdrive. It's just a longer version of the show, if you will, with a special guest every week. Mm-hmm. And it's all brought to you by Year One and a host of others. That's right. All right. I've run us out of time, Bill. Remember to keep twine ditch between the ditches, shiny side up. We'll be back next week right here in Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk. WDUN.